0: On this Sunday before the great season of Lent begins, the scriptures speak to us about holiness. Through the book of Leviticus, the Lord says, Be holy. St. Paul echoes this. And our Lord picks up on it as well by saying, Be perfect. Now our Lord knows that we are imperfect creatures. And he does not demand of us the impossible. But he does say, give it your all. Love the Lord with all your heart and all your mind and all your strength and all your soul. Give it your all. Because what God wants from us is everything. Not a part. It's not enough to be a good and faithful follower of Jesus and say, Lord, I give you 95%, but this other 5% of my life, that's none of your business. I'm going to do as I please with that 5%. That's not how it works. It's certainly not how it works in marriage, is it? One would be foolish to enter into that type of arrangement. Jesus wants us to give it our all and to be holy, to be saints. Those two words mean the same thing, holiness and sanctity. They're the same. Each and every one of us is called to be a saint. Being holy is not the reserve of priests and religious It's for everyone. You are called to be a saint. Maybe not the kind of saint whose face ends up on a stained glass window or a holy card. But a saint nonetheless. You are called to be holy. And What does that mean? It means first of all to be in union with Jesus. To walk with him. To learn from him every day to abide with him, to be his disciple. Second, it means to be in communion with his church, to be part of and be an active part of the body of Christ that is the church. And third, it means to have a keen sense of your mission and purpose (coughs) in life and to be dedicated to that purpose. God gives to each and every one of us a role to play in the building up of the kingdom, a role that's different for each and every one of us because we each have our own gifts and talents, but God wants us to give our all as we are called specifically in our own circumstances to build up the kingdom of God. We are called to be holy. And our Lord not only calls us to be holy, He gives us the means by which we grow in holiness. He gives us the very means by which He can accompany us by His grace along the path of holiness, helping us out at every stage in life, He institutes the sacraments for the sake of our holiness. He gives us the sacraments so that we might grow in holiness. He gives us the sacraments, the sacraments of initiation, baptism, confirmation, and Holy Eucharist, the sacrament of healing, the sacrament of the anointing of the sick, and the sacraments at the service of the communion of the church, holy orders and holy matrimony. Jesus institutes the sacraments so that we might grow in holiness. He gives us the sacraments. Why why are you looking at me so funny? What's... Baptism, Confirmation, Eucharist, sacrament of the anointing of the sick, holy orders, holy matrimony. Oh, yeah. Penance. (laughs) The sacrament of penance and reconciliation, sometimes called confession. How could I have forgotten about that one? Because so many of you Do not forget the sacrament of penance. You are keeping Father Meyer and me very busy with the sacrament of penance. Especially on those days when we have the 12 hours of mercy. Confession from 9 in the morning until 9 in the evening. And in confessions before mass, you are keeping us busy. You are not forgetting the importance of the sacrament that our Lord institutes the sacrament that the Lord gives to us in a very profound way. Remember that on the first Easter night, after the Lord had been crucified and and, and raised from the dead, on that first night, our Lord walked through the locked doors to find the apostles huddled in fear Now, these were the very apostles who abandoned him, who walked out on him, who didn't even put up a decent fight to protect him. What were the first words out of our Lord's mouth to address these faithless apostles? He said, peace be with you. And I'll say it again, he said... Peace be with you. And then he breathed the Holy Spirit upon them and said, Whose sins you forgive are forgiven them. Whose sins you hold bound are held bound. Our Lord gave to the apostles the power and the authority to forgive sins. A power and authority that is passed down through their successors, the bishops, and their co-workers, the priests. We avail ourselves of that power when we go to confession. Which is the ordinary way of finding forgiveness for our mortal sins. Those sins that can keep us out of heaven for all eternity. And when we find ourselves in mortal sin, we should run, not walk, to the sacrament. We should get there as soon as possible, like we were making our way to the emergency room. The sacrament of penance is also for our venial sins. The Church invites us to confess our venial sins, our daily sins. St. Augustine said, a venial sin is like a grain of sand it's like a grain of sand That's small but then he says but look at that big pile of sand over there and look how hard it is to move that we confess our venial sins we pay attention to them and we bring them to the Lord lest they metastasize and become something much greater than they are right now our Lord institutes this sacrament so that he might be accessible to us, so that we might find in the sacrament the divine healer who binds up our wounds and makes us well, so that we might find the good shepherd, the one who goes in search of the lost sheep and And upon finding it, picks it up and puts it on his shoulders and brings it back rejoicing to the flock that we might encounter the Lord who is like the father who sees his prodigal son coming down the road from afar and runs after his prodigal son, the one who took his inheritance prematurely And then went away to a distant city where he squandered his money on dissolute living. That's a phrase that packs a punch, isn't it? He squandered his money on dissolute living. The father runs down the road not to give his wayward son a thrashing, but to embrace him, putting a robe on his shoulders and a ring on his finger and shoes on his feet saying let us rejoice for my son who was lost is now found and who was dead now lives this is the Lord Jesus we encounter in the sacrament of penance and reconciliation and so many of you are so good not to forget this sacrament But it's so sad when we know that some have forgotten about it. Some, when asked, can't remember the last time. It's been that long ago. How sad because it shows a deficient awareness Of the deadly power of sin and it shows a lack of taking responsibility for our sin our sin that corrupts us and in turn hurts the other members of our family and the body of Christ the church and so what happens if it's been a while since you've been to confession What happens when you go into the confessional and you say, Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been been so long I can't remember how long it's been. What are you going to hear back? You're going to hear in return the priest doing his best to imitate our Lord on that first Easter, saying, Peace be with you. You're going to hear the priest doing his best to say, be at peace. It's so good that you're here. And you're going to remember what you experienced long ago, that feeling of walking into the confessional with butterflies in your stomach, but walking out with a smile on your face. That beautiful sacrament Through which we find forgiveness and mercy let's not forget to put it on our calendar for the Lenten season and I encourage you when you get home if it's been a while since you've been to confession get your calendar out make an appointment in your book with the divine physician who brings healing and peace and wellness and if you can't find a time when we offer confession somewhere in the county, contact Father My- Meyer, contact me. We will adjust our schedule to meet yours so that you might encounter the Lord who is full of mercy, who loves you so much that he does not want you to be burdened by your sin, who gives his all on the cross so that your sins might be forgiven. Let this Lent be an opportunity for each of us to encounter the Lord. That's what Lent is all about. We do our fasting, we do our prayers, we do our almsgiving, so that we might be more conscious of his loving presence in our lives and that we might always avail ourselves of the grace that he gives us through each of the sacraments so that we might be holy, that we might be saints.